beautiful people. Welcome to Chronicles Abroad. It's a podcast show that uses travel to highlight stories of personal growth. So each week we'll spotlight the stories of courageous world travelers, creative wanderers, and digital nomads who share their incredible experiences of the world through their eyes. If you like traveling, this is what you need. So tune in. beautiful people welcome to chronicles abroad i'm francis and i'm nubia so today we have such an amazing story for you guys we are sitting with gabbok gabbok has traveled to 100 countries and has lived in five of them he's an entrepreneur a believer and a father who travels the world to educate to inspire people and to also make people laugh with some of the crazy journeys that he's been on. Gabuk, thank you and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes. So can you start with telling us a little bit about your travel journey and how that started? Well, my travel journey is uh, it's quite atypical. Uh, my parents was uh, were living in Congo, so we had to leave Congo because of the war. So my first, my first experience of traveling was because I was trying to escape the war. And now I just, just love to, to travel. I started at a really young age. Um, my mom started, you know, sending me to relatives around the world at eight, like by myself. And next thing you know, it was just part of my blood. In Thailand, not too long ago, there was an article that was written that said that Thailand was starting to profile Black Americans or Black people with dark skin. Have yeah. you had any issues traveling as an African man? In South Asia or around the world? Around the world. Oh, yeah, I had plenty of issues. But, well, here's the thing. Like, some people are not educated, and they don't even think that African like, or black people, period, are able to travel and, um, you know, be be educated, you know? Uh, if you go to Central Asia, for example, like Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, you go out there and being black, it's just like, I don't know, being from the moon in the United States, like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense for them. Like, why are you here? They profile you as a, as a guy with no money and living in villages in Africa, which is crazy because, you know, we have internet, so you'll think like, no, this can't happen in 2019, but it does. Not in a bad way, though. And you have other, like in Russia, Russia was complicated because Russia is, yeah, it's really racist. You know, the eyes, the way they look at you. Sometimes you feel like, oh man, like I'm, I'm not gonna pass this day because there's, <laughs> there's too many stairs. Like I, they don't kill me today. But no, it's, it happens often. Yeah, and so I've talked to because I used to live in Japan, and in Japan I met a lot of Africans there, and they were saying there there were a lot of places that they wanted to travel to, but because of the visa process, it made it very difficult. Now, even to a hundred countries, have you come across any difficulties having to, you know, get the visa to some of these countries? Uh, two countries got me in a really, like, you know, it was really kind of hard for me. Uh, Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan has been hard. Like, they literally, the first one, the first time I tried, they say, I was like, yeah, why do you guys, uh, you know, deny my visa? I don't understand. Like, I, I work and uh, um, I can't, I'm just here to be on holidays. Like, I'm going to spend money. So why did you, why did you deny it? And straight up on the phone, they say, oh, because you're black. I was like, oh, well, it's too honest. Like, you know, I was. Wow. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Jesus. I was like, oh, 
okay, I did not expect that, you know? And the uh, two second time, I, you know, I was trying to go. I was like, no, fuck it. Like, they're going to have me. Like, I'm going to go see it. Like, they was, you know, they just didn't want a lot of black people. So that was, that was hard. Yeah, that yeah. one was hard. Because I was like, damn, like, I expect that. Obviously, you know, South Korea is, well, 15 years ago, it was kind of, I was going on a road trip with uh, some of my friends and stuff. And it was one of my first country in Asia. And I was the only one not getting a visa. And I was like, why did I not get a visa, you know? And uh, they never said why, but it seemed kind of pretty obvious. But I couldn't never, I can't say for sure. But yeah, it felt that way. At the embassy, like, you know, it was because I'm a French citizen. So when I went to the embassy and we, we went to collect visa, I was the only one having a visa denied. I was like, why? Like, we all did the same. You know, we applied the same day, you know, we got the same passport. I'm like, why did I get denied? And like, oh, no, we, we can't talk about it. I'm like, that's weird. So yeah, sometimes you get refused because you're black, but you gotta, you know, gotta go past Just that. Just keep going. Yeah, you really gotta yeah. move past that because if you hold on to every situation that happens, you know, being a person of color, you'll never get anything done and you'll never do anything or move past it. That's right. Uh, so I can imagine how frustrating that is to is, have to experience that. But do you feel if you had an American passport as a black male that it would be different? I doubt it. I doubt it. it. It'll be, I think it'll be the same for, um, yeah, it'll be the same. It'll be definitely the same for me, especially in Africa. Like, you know, sometimes in Africa, it's not because you like being black is not a passport. And you, you might go to countries in Africa and still feel like, not racism, but like rejected a little bit. Like, yeah, you know, when I go back to my country in Congo, now I'm French and I go back to Congo and they'll look at me like, yeah, he think he's better than us. I'm not, I don't think anything. But it is what it is. Like, you know, some, even in Africa, you might get, you know, this feeling of being rejected because you Western. And when you go in Western countries, you black. You know, it's kind of weird sometimes. So how do you manage um, some of that? Because I think a lot of people have, especially some of the black Americans that we've spoken to, there's this ideal, this hope of returning or going back to Africa. And then we've heard some really positive experiences. And then in other situations, we've heard that the colorism is real and they have experienced that rejection. And then we remember having a conversation about kind of like, you know, being black. It's like, where do you go? <laughs> Asia's rejecting you. Africa's rejecting you. The States is rejecting you. And it's 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 been a struggle for a lot of people to find home. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you see, uh, I'm going to talk about my experience. In Congo, uh, we just have a new president. And um, going back to Congo right now, for me, might not be a win. Like, you know, it's not, I don't feel like I need to go back to uh, to feel, you know, connected to the motherland and everything. Because we like it or not, Congo is still a slow economy, still under, even if you just have a new president, it's still, a, it's not a democracy. So still poor. Uh, China just took over the country, you know, the, the, the presence of everything in the country, you know. So I'm not going to do any differences. However, if you go to small countries that really want to expand and, you know, stay together, I'll talk about Rwanda, uh, talk about Malawi, little countries that are trying to work on their own economy. You know, you feel like you, you might have a chance to go back and do something. You know, when the country, it's not like, I don't feel because I'm Congolese, I have to go back to Congo, especially, even if I want to. Like, sometimes they don't want me. And that's a, that's a sad truth. So let's go on a lighter note. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your little girl. What's her name and how old is she? Dana is seven years old. Oh, man, she's full of joy. It's funny because um, she started traveling. She's she born in France, but when she was like only six, six months old, I brought her to Singapore because I lived in Singapore. 
you know, she's been traveling ever since. So for her, traveling is just like taking a bus. Like, it's nothing crazy. And she loved doing that. She loved doing that. She loved getting lost. And she loved just uh, meeting new people, see different, uh, taste different food, see different culture. She loved doing it. So it's it's quite cool that, you know, the travel with my daughter. I love it. Great. So paint a picture for us on how it's like, well, to be a traveling dad. <laughs> Well, it depends in which part of the world. See, if you go to, um, uh, let's say, Oman, Oman in, uh, between Yemen and, um, and Dubai, they were so not ready for me to come with my daughter. So everywhere I was like, you know, people was asking me the question, like, where's the mom? And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. She's back home. It's like, well, so you by yourself? How do you do it? I'm like, I'm good. Like, that's my kid. Like, you know, I'm all right. And since she got, like, she light-skinned, you know, she, her mom from, her mom is Arabic, so she light-skinned. I had complicated, you know, complicated situation just like in Hong Kong where they thought I kidnapped her. You know, they were like, why is she not black like you? I'm like, well, her mom is, you know, Arabic, so we don't have the same skin tone. And this, like, you know, fun stories because she look at them like, he is my dad. Like, you know, stop tripping. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's funny, you know, and when I got a, since I got a daughter, it's different from having a boy. Like, you know, we, she talks a lot. She, um, sometimes she's like, dad, like, you know, she's only seven. She's like, I want to see how the makeup looks like. I'm like, why? You're not even going to use it. Like, you know, it's, it's, I just want to see. And so we go to the makeup store for nothing. So she just can look around and, you know, it's, it's fun. Now she want to go to Japan because she thinks like, you know, dressed like a Japanese is really nice. So she want to go see it, you know, stuff like that. That's so adorable. Um, that is. You know, it's interesting because, like, you have to <laughs> prove to her, look, listen, this is my daughter, okay? But that's real, though. Yeah, that's is. a real situation. Because they don't see us as skin tones, right? It's like you're black and you're yeah, black and that's exactly. it. So anything lighter than exactly. what you are, it doesn't kind of suit. And if we recall Daniela's interview, she had an issue because her son has his dad's last name. And when she was traveling with her son, trying to cross borders was an issue. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't have that. That's, yeah. I never I never thought about it because I'm on the other position. Like, my dad has my, has my last name. So, mm. in Israel, I had this issue. In Israel, they had it. Oh, yeah. In, I forgot about that. In Israel, they had to call the embassy to guarantee that I brought my, my daughter. Like, I didn't kidnap her. So that was bad because then they had to call um, my ex-wife to make sure that she was okay with me being in Israel and stuff. And yeah, that was, you know, imagine you being at work and then you receive a call from the government like, yeah, are you okay with your ex-husband traveling the world without like, she's like, what the hell, you know? So it was, yeah, that was, that one was, yeah, that was one was a complicated story. And it's like, you know, you don't want to trip out because it's different cultures, different rules and different laws. But it's like, come on, you know, some of this is just based on just lack of education, lack of information and lack of exposure. And it's just so, I just be (laughs) so frustrated to have to deal with something like that. So, but, uh, you know, you just have to take the high road and just keep it moving. Yeah. Especially in Israel, like you don't want to play a game in Israel. (laughs) You don't want to play a game. No. Oh, you don't want to do that. You know, we're more than just travel. We provide tips, resources, and hacks for the curious traveler in you. So whether you're a lover of travel or just someone who is ready for a change, we have something for everyone.
So why do you think it's important to travel with your kids? See, I, I can only teach her so much. The rest, she's going to, you know, she's going to learn it by herself. So there's two things I think is really amazing is um, as a father, I don't get the, um, how can I say that? Especially since, you know, um, me and her mom are separated. I don't get to know my daughter the way I'd like to. And when we travel, it feels like traveling with your daughter. It's like, it's so intense. You see her in so different situation and you look at her and how she's trying to manage, how she tries sometimes to overcome. Sometimes, you know, she miss her mom, how she, you know, even it's not against her dad. She's just, it's just like that. She see her mom every day. She got, she see her dad not every day, but then when she travel with him, she see him every day. So she got to adapt. You know, it's above just, give her a different culture and different taste of life. I get to know my daughter even more and more. So, you know, we get to know each other. So we know when we're having a stressful uh, situation, how she's going to act, how I'm going to act. So it's it's more than just traveling now for me. It's really, uh, it's like, a, you know, father and daughter therapy. Like we, we need that. I think that's beautiful. It is beautiful. And that is a great way to connect with your kids in general. I think sometimes yeah. we're so caught yeah. up as being adults and wanting to live our lives that we feel like, oh, we can't travel because our kids are young or whatever, instead of seeing the other perspective is that traveling can bring you a lot closer. Yeah, how valuable oh, yeah. it is for children. Definitely, because when you travel with an adult, like sometimes, if you guys not agree, like you can disagree on stuff, like, you know, you might, yeah, you might not get along with, on one point or another, when it's your kid, it's different. Like, there's no, we're not getting along. Like, I'm your dad. Like, whatever you like it or not, it is like that. And uh, you're going to listen to me on that. But the fact that we talk a lot, you know, I mean, that's why I feel like traveling gives my daughter is the ability to not uh, not be like, like, to disagree. But, you know, we've, in good terms, like, he'll say like that. I don't think you're right if, we, if it's, it'll be right to do this or do that we only got like five days left and you know she's only seven years old so the the fact that she kind of time management stuff because she knows traveling is just a part of life it's not the life itself so you know it's that's interesting that is interesting because now i think she's getting wise already at her such a young age and um it can only expand from there so that's really cool so gabbok with a hundred countries under your belt does it ever get old i mean what still leaves you in awe uh, you know what? Sometimes it doesn't get old because all countries are different. All experiences are different. You meet different people and different environment, you know, and uh, different experiences. So it doesn't really get old. But one thing for sure is, like, you know, you, you don't get mesmerized by stuff the way you used to. Like, you know, if you see a, a waterfall, like you see a crazy waterfall, like Victoria Fall, and then you see uh, Iguazu Fall, and then you see Niagara Fall, and someone in Asia goes like, yo, come, come come, see this waterfall, and you see the waterfall, and it's just small, and you're like, uh, well, it's <laughs> nice. You know, it, does, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, you know, get you yeah. the way you used to at first. You know, you're like, it's waterfall. You're more about, you want to talk to people, you want to see how they live, you want to talk about their, their religion, you know, the way they see things, you know, you, that's what gets me, you might go to 100 countries, it's not like you know all those 100 countries, you know, it's, it's you had experience out there, but it's not the same, but just, you know, living, so you, you, I feel like I don't know enough, you know, uh, I still got to learn a lot. Now, that's a great perspective, always having the beginner's mindset, you know, it's just like living in Thailand, though, it's like I'm templed out. You know, I try to, you know, if I go to different okay. places, yeah, I'd like to see a different temple here and there. But Thailand has so many beautiful temples. And I just feel like, yeah, you know, that's just one of those things I'm, yeah, I'm not really too keen on seeing. But like you said, 
having that local experience, you know, having, being able to talk to people, getting their perspectives and really seeing what life is like in their eyes, through their eyes in their own countries. To me, that's the most valuable experience. So, well, yeah, that's, that's great. That's for me. You're right. I mean, you, I'm rich on that. It's, it's great. So then what is something that you feel that, cause I know that some people, I know when me and Nubia travel, one of the things that we love to do in every country is find that good local spot to eat. What is something that you have to do? <laughs> you have to do when you go visit a country like, Oh, I have to visit. Some people have to visit the museums or something like that. Is there something that you must do in every country? Sunrise. Yes. Good answer. You know, I've, I've seen a, I don't know, a thousand sunrise, but it's never the same. You know, the way a sunrise, you know, you ask for people about the best sunrise spot. Sometimes they don't even know. Like, to be honest, like, I've lived in Paris for so long. You ask me, like, what's the best spot for sunrise? I'm like, I don't know. But, you know, when you, then you, you look, you go to Instagram trying to see the, the city and you go, and you're trying to go see the best sunrise. Once you see that sunrise, you're like, I, that's really it is it always gets me and that's that's that don't get old mm. you know the fact that i get us to see another sunrise in another place you know the colors sometimes are different you go to india the sky is like almost purple you go to australia the sky is red you go to congo it feels like it's green like you know you're like damn god so good you know it's like the best artist and stuff and um and yeah, that's one thing I do. I love that. I mean, I didn't even think about that. And you're absolutely right about that. The sunrise is different in most places that you go to. So with 100 countries, yeah. how are you able to actually go to 100 countries? Like, what is it that you do? So I've been in stock exchange trading for about 10 years. I've traveled a lot with my company. I lived in different countries. And when you live there, like, you know, sometimes I was living in Singapore, so I would go in all around South Asia. That's how I did it. That's how I did all countries except North Korea and Mongolia and Asia. Because I was there, I uh, lived in Europe, did all Europe and half of Africa. I lived in um, the States and then going to South, South America a lot. It was mostly for work, then it was for me, then I created my company, iStyle, which is a video media touristic company. So I would do video for tourism boards, uh, tourist agent, uh, you know, all those type of stuff. Uh, sometimes you help doing campaign and that got me traveled a lot too. You know, that's how, that's how I was. I was probably like at five, six countries a year, like 10 years ago. And then five years ago, it just pumped to like 10 to 12 because I had other contracts coming up for my side hustle, which became now the main hustle. Yeah, congratulations. Three days in, yeah, full you. time. How does it feel? Man, it's, uh, it's, it's great. You know, the feeling of like, yeah, now it's all me now. You know, I have to work before my paycheck, you know, <laughs> not sit at a desk. It feels great. It's cool. Yeah, because some people would be afraid to make that kind of transition. Uh, did you, did you have any... <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've worked so hard at school so I can get this office job and not worry. And now I'm like, right, I'm taking the risk. Like it's funny. Like it's it's. I was I was panicking even when I signed. I was like, man, am I doing the right thing like right now? Like God, please give me a sign. You know, <laughs> like help me. You know, and uh, and yeah, I was. I just got, I got more than that in mind. I'm telling you, like 2019 for me was going to feel great because I got a video company, but I also have good project coming on and I've worked on and, um, and yeah, I'm trying to be more vocal. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be on, on social media a lot more talking about 
travel news because nobody does it. Like nobody will tell you what's going on in the travel industry. So I decided that I'll do the what I call Gabok Travel Talk and talk about what's going on in the industry of travel so people can be aware. Like I just found out, for example, that now if you go to Machu Picchu and you didn't set up your time, like if you go at 7 a.m. and you're out there at 9 a.m., they won't let you in. Anybody know that? Like, you know, so that stuff like that is because it's important. And for me, it's, it's cool to share and it's fun. So I'm, I'm starting doing it and I got other projects. Like, you know, 2019, I won't be like, it's not going to be like a boring year at all, but it's going to be stressful. I love that. Here's the thing. It's like, what's the price and what is it worth? You could sit at that office desk and wonder what would life look like, or you can take that risk. You know, life is a paradox in that way because we get so accustomed to be like, okay, let's just, you know, get the degree, get that desk job, get that security. But we already know, like, there is no such thing as security. That's all an illusion. And you really have to, that's, you that's have to right. really, oh, man, that's right. yeah, you have to really create your life. You have to and design it the way um, that brings you joy and fulfillment. But I love how you're taking this because. One of the reasons why the podcast began was because when me and Nubia started our initial search, like I've been living abroad for three years, we weren't able to find people that looked like us, you know, both of us single moms, both of us over the age of 35. So we were like, when we were looking for information, we couldn't find it. And just like you said, you, you know, no one would have known that about Machu Picchu. And so yeah. we we're like, okay, we really need to create a platform to provide some of these resources to people that look like us and who are going through the same thing. And also retell those stories because we're not hearing stories about like your story, single dad kind of doing his thing, going to a hundred countries or other of the stories that we've told in the past. We're not, we weren't hearing those things. And so it was important for us to really tell those stories. So I'm really excited to see what some of the things that you're going to you know, do in 2019. Well, thanks. I'm telling you, like, I got, I got plans for 2019 and 2020. Like, I'm, I'm getting there, and it's about to be fun. So why do you think, because one of the questions that we always um, like to have a conversation about, because we like to get the different perspectives, is we don't see a lot of black men traveling. And do you have any idea kind of, like, why that is? It seems like women are dominating the travel industry. Oh, yes, you guys are. <laughs> no doubt on that. But um, I'll tell you what. Um, I think it comes with two different things. Like, you know, the fact that you guys, the women are able to share more easily. They like to take the time. They like to, um, to, um, not only, of course, men like to educate themselves, but like women really love to educate themselves and to share the knowledge. It's different. I guess, I guess men or black men are mostly of like, yeah, you know, they'll do it and we'll talk, talk about it with the homies. Like, yeah, I did this and this and that, but they're not really vocal in the, around the world. Like I, I know a lot of, I know a lot of Americans, like African-Americans that travel, like really, really travel, but they're not vocal about it. You know, I even know that guy, this one is yeah, he's from Germany. He did like 100 and and 58 countries is like i'm like yo do something with it it's like no nah, it's cool i'm like wow like you know it's it's just i guess it's not in the dna really but i don't know i feel it's i feel like it's a pity you should have a lot more black people doing it but i love the fact that you know women are killing it like what you guys do is is great i feel like that's dope initiative and uh and other like you know kelly said go the fact that she uh she Traveled the world and with Travel Channel, you know, Gloria, the fact that we should travel and, and make money out of it. Like, you know, all those people, all those women, they're killing the game. Like, I love it. I love seeing it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful thing to see how far all of it has come over the years. And I think part of that, you know, and it's all different priorities for people, like your friend who's been to 158 countries, and he's just like, you know, that's just, for me, that's my story, and that's just uh, my personal journey. It's not something, some people don't want to take those pictures and share it with Instagram and the world and everything else. They kind of want to have that experience as something that's personal. So I kind of understand yeah, that's that's, uh, that might be the angle that he's coming from. But I'm glad that we have people like you to really say, Lil, I'm going to share this story because what happens is it inspires people more and more. Right. So your videos take a different edge, though. Can you tell us about some of the humor that you use with your videos and your stories? So a different edge, like you mean uh, like a different path? Yeah, because you were talking about how, because I think we saw one of your videos um, in regards to um, the kids who pickpocketed you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah and and me being from like the ghetto like i was like how did i get play like that but um, (laughs) it's it's funny because here's the thing i'm the kind of travel i'm i've been traveling a lot but i'm not i don't know if i can say that way but i'm not a good traveler but i travel a lot what i mean by that is i'm not i have an image of uh of good travelers you know people who take care of things like they're really on time and stuff like that like they know where they put things they're not messy I'm not like that. I've, I've missed thousands of flights because I was late, because uh, I went to the wrong airport. And I'm not good at, at this. <laughs> and I've been doing this for years. No, because people are like, yeah, I want to be like you. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, you want to be better. And when they say like, oh, they're like, oh, you're so humble. Like, no, I'm for real. Like, you know, it happens to me. I have a lot of stories to tell because as crazy as it sounds, like, I'm not a super lucky guy. Like, I do a lot of mistakes and I, I happen to find myself in crazy situation and you know when it's when all this, this situation is you know ended i'm like damn like that's crazy that shit happened to me so i need to share about it and that's how i started and uh, yeah the pickpocket also when i went to tanzania there's so many stories i need to I, i'm doing on my facebook page that i'm gonna share on my ig page as well and uh, i'll do a lot more of these because everybody you know every traveler is different and i think i think i'm just kind of the cool fun travel guy I'm like, you know, it's funny. I, I love doing it. Of course, when I do video for clients, it's completely different. Like, you know, it's more about landscape. It's more about uh, social socializing in the in environment, showing people, showing beautiful stuff. But when it's my personal one, like, you know, I get to talk to the camera. And that was a hard part. Like, I never did that, you know. Talking to the camera is a small device, but you get so stressed. Like, dang, this is, a lot of people going to see me talking. Like, I cannot mess that up. But now it's okay. I feel better now. And, um and the fact that I inspire people, people were like, yo, we, we want a new episode. I'm like, man, like, you know, that makes me really get, that got me going. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that. You know, just take the shot and see where it goes. Yeah, I think we, we stress ourselves out. But I think with that video that we saw, it was very, it was authentic, you know? <laughs> and I think people <laughs> resonate with authenticity. So it's like, yeah, this happened to me and... Oh, snap. You know what I mean? It's interesting yeah. because when we were preparing our trip, and I use preparing lightly, when we were preparing our trip to India, you know, because, you know, we've been to a few countries. We're pretty lax about it. Well, you know, traveling to India, you cannot be lax, too lax about it. You really have to. Especially especially when you're women, like, they don't, yeah. Yes. Indian men. So we had a lot of hiccups on that trip because we were too lax. And you get really comfortable because you know you travel so many times and so because you travel so many times there are some things you forget to do because exactly. it's just, and so it can ruin your entire trip <laughs> and, 
And so it's very important to remember that even if you are a natural or at something that you still got to have that beginner's mind always. That's true. You said you have a few projects coming up. Yeah. So could you share a little bit more of some of the things that you're working on for 2019? So, okay, like the weekly video that I do that I call uh, Gabok Travel Talk, it'll be like a travel news every week, sometimes maybe twice a week, where I talk about what's going on because I read a lot of papers, I read a lot of newspapers on uh, like, you know, travel feed and stuff like that. Uh, Just be vocal about it. That's one. I actually have, and that's pretty cool, like a sort of a web movie coming up about traveling so that's that's pretty dope about uh, traveling okay yeah. gotcha okay cool yeah about so so that's that's nice i got invited by eritrea to actually you know marketing the place and i'll be with the traveling board uh, to see because now you know eritrea and eritrea are you know they made peace and uh eritrea yeah. wants to develop his tourism as well so that's awesome yes no that's one of the that's few projects that are going on and uh, i'm supposed to be a speaker at the next travel fest in memphis yeah it's cool stuff cool stuff for someone who didn't thought about quitting his job like a year ago i'll I tell you this sounds really nice to me yeah you know i think you're a great example of what happens when we decide to commit to our dreams or whatever our calling is, whatever it is that's pulling us. Because what happens is when you make that commitment, the world aligns and puts all these things in front of you and you're like, oh my God. And it just starts sort of rolling in that direction once you do that. Exactly. You know what? I think, you know, I think discipline is the key. Like I really do feel like even though if it's because I could have just quit my job and hoping for contract, but like if you got that discipline, like almost that, that, you know, that military discipline, like, you know, no, I have to do this. I have to work. Oh, there's only 100 people who like it. It's okay. He'll come. Stick with it. Commit with it. He'll come. Oh, now there's 200. Oh, now there's 300. Oh, shit, there'll be 5,000. You know, that's how it goes. But like at, at the beginning, oh man, the beginning is, it's the hardest part, but it's the funniest part too. Because, you know, you get to see what people like from you, what people don't like from you. You try and, you know, since there's not a lot of people, they, they'll stick with you like, nah, Gab. Yo, got bugs. That that don't that don't fly. Like, don't do this. Like, like, oh, okay, you're right. Maybe I should do it. You know, it's you so into it that it's true that it's really you don't get money out of it. You spend more money to actually to expose yourself more. You and you spend so much time, but you feel like it'll all come out good at the end. So you just stick with it and you keep that discipline. That's the only key. That is. I mean, it's it's just about being consistent. And sometimes, you know, I talk to other creators and they're like you know some days they're like oh i don't know if anyone's listening and i don't know you know if this is really working and then you you get that one message from that one That's person enough. and it's enough <laughs> That's all you it's need enough. and you're like yes i can go and edit for another 20 hours and i can go and do this for another 30 hours just because of that one message i know man there was that there was that girl i remember she said, uh, she told me, she, she sent me a, a message on, on Instagram. She was like, yo, Gabak, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy I met your account because I've been taking my first trip with my son because of you. I'm like, what? That's beautiful. Man, that's, that's crazy, you know? And, and that's why I asked her, like, where did you go? And she said, yeah, I went to, uh, she went to Pakistan. I was like, Whoa. what? <laughs> As a first country? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know. 
you know, I didn't say right, that, right. that way, but I was like, now, country, like, I thought she'll say something, you know, I don't know, bad, something, you know, sweet and fun. And, uh, and she said, Pakistan. I was like, why Pakistan? And she said, because I love Bollywood from the Pakistan side. I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's interesting. You know, like, people always amaze me. Like, I don't know, man. I love people. Like, they always, you know. That is so amazing. They, human beings, so much. Like, yeah. So that was, that was, I was really, that was really happy. I was really happy about this. So it's time to dive deep and look into the holistic perspective of travel. We believe traveling is an investment in you. So our mission is to inspire you to book that flight, check that item off your bucket list, and go on that adventure. And our hope is to ignite connections all over the world. So what have you learned about yourself throughout this whole travel experience that you've been on so far? Uh, so much. Like, there's no, there's not only one thing that I learned about myself. There's, I've learned that, you know, when people's like, yeah, you have to stay on board and uh, stuff like that. It's just more than that. Like, you know, I learned how to listen. Not, not to listen to respond right away, but listen to understand. That's what I learned. Like, we're going, we're living in an area where everything goes so fast. Like, you hear something, you answer right back. You know, like, you don't know exactly what that person or, or what the situation really meant at the moment. Like, maybe they were talking about something way deeper, but we go so fast that we don't take time to listen. So, I guess, I guess traveling made me do that because I'm, you know, I'm not, um, I'm, I don't, I'm not really patient, but when you travel so much, you have to. And yeah, you know, I guess travel taught me how to listen for real, not to respond, but to understand. I love that response. Um, you know, in this day and age with a bunch of social media notifications and, you know, things just grabbing so many different things are grabbing our attention. Uh, one of the key things to always remember is to listen to each other because that's where you yeah. learn the most. But sometimes even listen to yourself. Yeah. I swear, like, you know, some, sometimes, you know, you got that little voice sometimes. You know how it is. You travel and you're about to do something. You got that little voice that'll tell you, I don't know if you, if you should do this. Like, I don't know, man. Like, maybe not, you know. Let's go back to the hotel. Let's, you know, and then you go back to, to the hotel and you found out the next day, oh, something went crazy out there. There was a shooting. Or, you know, and you're like, oh, God, I'm glad I learned that. I talked about <laughs> go back to the hotel yeah you know what you're kidding but that did happen to me in belize i was in belize i swear i was in belize and then um i wanted to go out and i was like i don't know man i gotta feel tired like you know i'm forcing it right now and the little voice was like you know what let's just head back we head back the very next day there was a shooting at the bar i wanted to go no way i swear and i was like whew shit you ain't gonna tell me that twice. Like next time I say something myself, I'm listening. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so where are you headed to next? You're headed to one of the islands that we're supposed to go to, um, but yeah, we got wrong information. Island. But so I can't wait to see some of those pictures that you're gonna take. So where are you headed? Solomon Island. I'm going to the Solomon Island, and uh, and after that, uh, going to Cebu. In, in Philippines and then Chile, Santiago. So how do you decide on some of the places that you visit? I know that the, the Similan Islands is a project that you're working on, but overall, how do you decide which countries to go to? Oh, 
Oh, Chile is another project as well on video. Those were already booked in like in it was they were booked like in November 2018 last year. So it was supposed to be uh, that way. Uh, in Philippines, I actually got a friend there. So you know, me and being Solomon Island, I'm like, ah, it's only six hours flight. It's, that's one thing when you travel. Like you know, six hours flight doesn't seem that long. And yeah, most of the time, when I want to travel for myself, just for myself, I want to mostly go see a really wonderful spot. I'm not really a beach guy, but like something, something crazy, like, you know, something out of the usual. I love that. So you like to travel off the beaten path mostly? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. But I, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I know people will be like, yeah, I don't like to be a backpacking, you know, like off the, I'm an off the beaten guy, but that's an industry too. Like all of all of this, like you know, sometimes people be like, "No, I'm not a traveler. I'm an explorer." Like, yeah, it's an industry too. Like, don't it doesn't matter what you are. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you are. But what I do love about off the beaten path is just it's hard to get where you want to be at at the end, but you feel so satisfying you did it. You know, you're like, ah, finally I'm here. I wanted to see it and I saw it. So tell us, um, if you could give any piece of advice to a black male, especially a, a black male that has children and in regards to traveling, what would that advice be? Oh, that would be travel with them. So they actually might teach you a lot more about you than you know about yourself. That's the first advice I'll do. And I'll say this, don't, no need to go to, um, you know, most of the time people will go to another Western countries, but, you know, if you live in, let's say if you live in New York and you go to Paris, you won't be, it's okay, it's another country, but it won't really take you away. You know, like go somewhere that'll take you away. Go somewhere really different, with a really different culture. With your kid, of course, uh, something safe. Like don't do what I do. This is not, I'm not an example. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Gabbuk has too many mishaps. <laughs> yeah, like don't, don't, don't follow my step. But just, you know, lose yourself with your kid. I swear to you, like you'll find something way better. You know, relationship and and that bond, strong bond. Like, yeah, no, it's it's no price on it. It's wonderful. Yeah, I think that's solid advice uh, to lose yourself. And travel does what we've seen when we hear from other parents who are traveling with their children. It brings the, a closeness and it gives them the opportunity to really have their children have first-hand experiences of all the things that they've learned or heard about or may learn about in the future and in their school systems that they actually are they're living it and i think that's something yes. that like you said you cannot put a price tag on that and it's no. it's one of those things that's just a forever valuable thing that's very true and also like you know you don't i didn't realize it at first but to get them involved, like you know, like you'll tell you'll tell your kid, okay, um, even if it's even if it's a really young kid, like five or four years old, we're like, okay, we're going to this country. You show him a map. This is where we're going. We're gonna stay four nights. I'm like four nights, how much is that sleep? Four sleepover, you know. We're gonna go there. This is what we can see. You show them pictures. You show them even cartoons of where you might go. That you know filled up the interest. Like they, you're interested. Like oh, where is that? What what do they speak? Like you know. And they, oh, they got Disney too, so they understand that Disney is international. Like, you know, it's it's those little stuff, those little details. Because you don't need to do the trip by yourself. Even though you're the adult, like get them involved. You'll sense this um, feeling of responsibilities that they're gonna get, and they're gonna feel like they're doing it too. And this is how you also spend good time because they're not just gonna follow you; they're gonna live with you the plan that you both created. And it's it's different. I know me and my dad have been doing this now. 
I'm the one who actually got to follow. They're like, yeah, that I saw this. We should do this. I'm like, hey, this is not cheap. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> She's like, yeah, you know, I was thinking about going to Maldives, you know. Exactly. Um. <laughs> exactly. Like that. Did you see that kid? That's so I'm like, cute. girl, this is expensive. Like, wait. <laughs> you know? It's, it's, it's that's so now, adorable. Now I'm, like, now I'm like, oh, man, I shouldn't do that. But no, seriously, that's how you realize you realize that you know they get they can work on that, they, um, and uh, you work on their traveling mind. That's really interesting. You're teaching your daughter skills that's not gonna be taught in a school system. No, they're not. There's no. There's. I don't think there's a way outside traveling to understand how to be, how to take care of yourself really in those situations. Yeah, we believe that travel is very transformative at whatever age that you're in. And it's one of those lessons that sometimes you can't explain it. However, you can feel it. And it really creates a self-confidence and self-sufficiency in you that other things won't be able to. Yeah, very true. So Gabbuk, where can people find you? How can they keep track of your crazy, funny stories, but also your valuable travel news information that you're uh, developing and you know contributing to the world? Well, you guys can find me on Instagram, Gabbuk, G-A-B-B-O-K. 17 in an instagram and just gabbuck on facebook uh, my facebook page i should i should create a twitter but i didn't i didn't i should but yeah <laughs> ig and facebook ga <laughs> <laughs> facebook are my main social media platform awesome gabbuck thank you so much for joining us today uh thanks to had, you for having me yeah we had such a great time just getting more insight on your travel journey and thank you so much thanks to you Thanks to uh, both of you. Thank you very much. Hope to see you soon. Thank you for tuning in to Chronicles Abroad. Please support us by sharing this podcast through your social media platforms. Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram and hit that like button at Chronicles underscore abroad. Find us online at our website, chroniclesabroad.com, for tips, resources, and ways we can collaborate. So don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Until then, beautiful people, thanks for listening. Music by Stephanie James and Almighty K-Rock, produced by Adam Marcus.